You're listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. I'm Justin Vakula, and this is episode 47, titled Guilt. Visit my website at justinvakula.com, where you can connect with me on social media and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. How can we effectively cope with feelings of guilt about the past? This question comes following a request from a podcast listener and a hypothetical case study I considered for a recent essay I completed as part of my counseling coursework. We can find ourselves reflecting on the past, thinking about how things might be better if we made better decisions people around us behave differently, or we took a different path in life. Some of this reflection comes with more knowledge of an event, more knowledge in general, and having already experienced something, not in a state of pressure or vast uncertainty in the moment. We can create problems for ourselves, Stoic writers note, by ruminating and not having clear thought processes. In thinking about what we could have done differently in the past, we can be really hard on ourselves, thinking a decision is obvious, for instance, based on what we know now, But at that moment, we simply didn't have the same amount of information, and could use some caution, assigning ourselves a high degree of blame or shame. We can think of lyrics from Rod Stewart. I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. I wish that I knew what I know now when I was stronger, and have a sense of humility and gratitude. We can be mindful of progress we have made to, shall we say, be a better person, that we have grown in many ways, and that growth is a process. In older age, hopefully, we will be able to learn from the past, make fewer mistakes, and have better direction in life. We can appreciate such growth rather than taking it for granted, not seeing progress, and being too hard on ourselves. We can rewind the timelines of our lives and ask numerous what-if questions. What if I did this or that differently? We can take a very high level of accountability for the past when this might not sometimes be proper to do especially when considering Stoic wisdom, that others' actions and behaviors are ultimately outside of our control. We can try to influence others and believe we have control, do our best to guide others, advise others, encourage others, but we won't always see desired behavior. Our environments, too, will not always be under our control as chance elements. Some happenings in life will occur. We also don't know if changes in decisions would allow for a better future or present, Perhaps two different decisions could have led to a worse present or future. We can think back to our childhoods, maybe behavior we saw from our parents, and ask ourselves if the drug use and abuse was our fault, or if we could have stopped it. Was the dissolution of our parents' marriage something we could have prevented? In teen years or early adulthood, we can ask ourselves if we could have spent more time with certain people before they died. Maybe we missed an opportunity. Should we regret poor choices and partners relating to romantic relationships. Could we have used our time differently? We might look at what we consider wasted time in the past and change our priorities. People reflect on past romantic relationships, blaming themselves for dissolution, thinking they didn't do enough. It is their fault their partner was unhappy, left, or cheated, even if they made a great deal of effort to be engaged in the relationship. I've talked about this concept before in podcasts, The Hedonic Treadmill, by which people will often continually want more and more, simply not being satisfied with the current state of affairs, even if life is going well. This can especially appear in romantic relationships, where kind gestures, invested time, spent money, and other great efforts become normalized. 
and seen as substandard, if not doubled, tripled in efforts. And even then, people get bored, they look for variety amidst a wide array of hookup apps, dating apps, social media networks, which allow for many people who can step in to meet a desire. Returning to song lyrics, I think of the song Grenade, originally from Bruno Mars and later covered by Within Temptation. Gave you all I had, you tossed it in the trash, you tossed it in the trash, yes you did. To give me all your love is all I ever asked. Cause what you don't understand is I'd catch a grenade for you. Throw my hand on a blade for you. I'd jump in front of a train for you. You know I'd do anything for you. I would go through all this pain, take a bullet straight through my brain. Yes, I would die for you, baby, but you won't do the same. These lyrics echo a theme I mentioned, that no matter how great your efforts, they won't always be reciprocated. Things won't always go the way we desire. Stoic authors advise us to lower our expectations, be focused on the process, not be downtrodden when we fail to get results. Remember, results are largely outside of our control. Expectation and desire can really throw us for a mental loop, thinking about how much better life could be, how we could have been hurt in the past, especially if that degree of hurt is amplified to the level of trauma. Perhaps we might have witnessed violence, saw someone die, have vivid recollections which haunt us, even inspiring nightmares and other sleep disturbances as we feel guilt, anguish, shock, a lack of safety, and a handful of other intense negative emotions. There might be no easy fix, but coming to term with the past and having a clear thought process about what happened, not taking accountability when it is improper to do so, processing grief by talking to trusted friends, family members, or mental health professionals can help. We can add positive to our lives, making sure that we have glimmers of hope which lead us to being more content. We can consider fulfillment and meaning in our lives, how to rebuild following a traumatic past, find purpose in something else, if need be. We can be grateful for being survivors, being able to make it so far, considering others who have dealt with similar traumatic experiences have ended their lives or have totally given up, just staying at home, disconnecting from the world in many ways. We can start small and even have motivation to change, to rebuild. That can be a great start. We can find support groups in our communities or online, even meeting with like-minded individuals who share hobbies or interests. We can build positive social networks. We can journal and work toward attitudes of forgiveness. We can work to have more structure in our lives, a standard sleeping schedule, exercise, form goals for the short term, and look forward to accomplishments. The past, after all, has passed. It's something we can't change, but we can work to change what we think about it, how we feel in the present. We can modify our thoughts and have a clear perspective. I think about the Anathema song, A Natural Disaster, which includes elements of guilt and grief and thinking about the past. Its lyrics note, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, I can't change what happened. We can remember too, as Stoic authors continually note, life is not a dance. Life is tragic. Life is warfare. There will be chaos, suffering, harrowing events amidst the positives. We can, though, do our best to be resilient, appreciate the positives, and make do with what we have, build positive coping skills, and, again, recognizing that our environments and others' behaviors are not always up to us, an element of control is lacking. We're often, as existentialist thinkers would say, thrown into situations. We just happen to be in our environments with our biological dispositions, our personalities, other people, and factors not completely of our choosing. Now that we have some thoughts on how to face guilt, let's look to a specific Stoic passage which can offer some help. In his letter on the healing power of the mind, Seneca talks about the dangers of reviewing past sufferings, noting that excessive attention on them, a large focus on the past instead of the present, can contribute to mental anguish and be most unproductive. 
Seneca notes study and application of philosophy, time spent with good friends, and his physician as being vital to a sound mind. Studies helped him have a clearer, more rational mindset and encouraged him not to ruminate. His conversations with good friends were helpful as he was able to talk about his problems and his friends would bring cheer and consolation. He refused to resign to his condition to have, as he puts it, no zest for living, especially given the limited time of life we have and the good which can come from it if we should live in an upright way. His physician warned him not to be idle, to have a good diet, to exercise, and not to fear death. Even in the writings of the ancients, we see that a lifestyle of healthy body and mind, in addition to social supports, is vital, paralleling the scientific literature we see today. On this notion of mindset, Seneca also encourages us not to add to our suffering, to not complain excessively, noting that the way we see events can disturb us. Our interpretations are key and could be changed, allowing us to suffer less. He writes, Do not of your own accord make your troubles heavier to bear and burden yourself with complaining. Pain is slight if opinion has added nothing to it. In thinking it slight, you will make it slight. Here, we can still acknowledge our past, see things as unfortunate, undesired, dispreferred, whatever else, and we can add an attitude of acceptance. We can look to be constructive with our thoughts and language, rather than languishing in how much we don't like the past, how terrible we see life to be. Can we appreciate and look to past recoveries, how we have emerged from difficult events in our past, perhaps using those victories as inspiration or models for positive change? Surely some suggestions in this podcast can help people deal with feelings of guilt. For further listening, visit past episodes which also explore this topic, such as episode 36, Coping with Negative Emotions, episode 35, Anxiety, and episode 22, Recovering from the Past. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. Podcast music, used with permission, is brought to you by Phil Giordana's symphonic metal group, Fairyland. The song titled Master of the Waves is from their album, Score to a New Beginning. Find more information in the show notes. Have a great day.